girl, I know what it's like to get in some pants. Greetings and salutations and welcome to Hacker Slash. If you're joining us again, welcome back. We're all equal here. Sort of like communism, but not really. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. We are a horror movie review podcast dedicated to telling you whether a movie is a hack. A total joke, a waste of time. Or a slash. Totally killer. Pun intended. We believe horror is for everyone, and as such, we're rating these movies with the perspective we've all gained from our varying walks of life and the flavors of fear we fancy most. My name is Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood slasher enthusiast. This week, I'm joined by the superfly space guy, Mac. Hola, muchachos. The gore lover, Alexis. Hey, everyone. And the scream queen, Paris. Hey, sweets. This week, we have a new Shudder original that just hit the streaming service in mid-March, but before we get there, we have some follow-up. We recently reviewed the sort of remake, but not really, of April Fool's Day from 2008. You can listen to the episode to hear how we felt about it, but let's just say it wasn't great. But we wanted to hear from our listeners, because surely a myriad of opinions exist about this movie. And surprisingly, only 76% of them gave it a hack, and the other 24% actually enjoyed that movie. Interesting. Like, 24% of those people were like, yeah, this was good. Yeah. When given the choice between hack or slash, they did vote slash. I'd venture to say they just tapped the wrong option. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment if that's you or, you know, it's just, it's got to put my put myself in the, in, in the mind of someone else who might have enjoyed it. It's hard to do. Honestly, Chris, you might be right, though, because all the comments really suggested that this movie was garbage. <laughs> we have a comment from Sheldon who said, I feel like I was fooled. And I share that sentiment, Sheldon. We also have a comment from Rob, which is actually very bold. He said, quite possibly the worst movie I have ever seen. Agreed, Rob. We also have a comment from Milton who said, I just couldn't finish it. Not worth the time. And to Milton, I say, actually finish it because the end is maybe the best part. And finally, we have a comment from Joe who said, trash, utterly a waste of money and time. But I watched it because I love your show, LOL. And to that, I say, thank you, Joe. And I'm sorry. That's true dedication. Yeah, misery loves company. <laughs> but it is also fun to listen to like a really shitty movie and then we can all make fun of it together afterwards, you know? We are also very happy to announce that we're introducing a new support tier for our patrons. In addition to all the benefits from our previous tiers, Slasher 3 patrons also gain a single-use 25% discount code for an order from our merch site, as well as something that has been long requested by our listeners, the power of suggestion for Slasher picks. They'll get to nominate a movie that'll be included in our monthly voting. And if you want to learn more information, you can visit patreon.com slash hacker slash. And that's our follow-up. This week, we're turning our heads towards a different kind of joke, one that comes in the form of a horror comedy starring a pair of sentient jeans. Now, this movie explores what happens when a young retail employee's first day at her dream job happens to be launch day for a killer new product. This week, we're talking about slacks. What did you all expect going into this? Um, pants, right? So we're, I'm thinking, this is a movie about killer pants? This is going to be trash. I'm about to watch a horrible movie and it's going to be super cheesy. It's going to be Thanksgiving level. That's my full expectation. That's so funny. That's what I was thinking. Thanksgiving. Um, but on the weirdest level because it's new. So I was like, Oh, pants CGI. It's going to be bad. It's, it's just going to be, I don't know how, but it's going to, but I was kind of like, 
I think I might be here for it. <laughs> I had a similar experience. I just saw the movie title in our recording schedule and I was like, what is that a movie about pants? Like as a joke. And I was like, I saw the poster and realized, oh yes, this is a movie about pants. Um, but from the poster, I got vibes from like kind of like dumb, like 2000s movies, like Mean Girls and things like that. And I was like, there's a chance that I might actually like this. So I was pretty optimistic to be, to be frank. Yeah, considering the aesthetic of this movie, I would have been surprised if you went into it not expecting to like it. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it would be aesthetically on brand for you. (laughs) Now, I expected silliness abound. So I saw the trailer and I was trying to keep an open mind because I thought they probably gave the best moments away. So I, I thought a lot of the comedy would have been put in there. But I was actually really amazed to see that they restructured some of the jokes in the trailer so that they don't happen that way in the movie. And it kind of lands better. Nice. I think all around, in terms of my expectations, I was wrong. There's certainly some good stuff in the trailer for sure. But there's plenty in here that like kept me entertained while I was watching it. And I had some chuckle to myself moments, some genuine laugh out loud moments. And then it went some directions that I wasn't expecting. But how do you all feel watching it? With my really low expectations for this movie, I very quickly fell into just a a mode of being completely caught off guard. I think the entire movie I spent just going, okay, this is completely not what I thought it was. And I was like entertained and picking up on on details they were, you know, putting out into the story into the characters, just going like, how is this movie called Slacks? How is this about a, a, a pair of pants killing people? And the entire movie just spent in disbelief of the fact that I was entertained. Yeah, it definitely had my attention because I was like, how are they going to deliver this plot, essentially? And, you know, it it was entertaining in the beginning. And then towards the end, I don't know, to me, it got kind of cringy towards the end. So there was just this like, fell flat towards the end. But I, I didn't overall think it was enjoyable. And it was like, interesting to watch to see how this like whole plot would take place. Yeah, I was definitely intrigued from the jump. Um, but watching this, I really felt I felt light. I felt at ease. Um, but I also felt like they really captured what it's like to work in a retail environment, like down to so many details and like, dialogue choices that I was like, Oh, I think everybody that works in retail is going to feel in some way related to this movie. That's interesting because one of the things that surprised me was how I imagine that this is what a lot of people feel, but I was very grateful that I couldn't connect with a lot of it because I have a very limited retail experience. And I think the type of retail job that I work in, it, it doesn't really line up with a lot of like the fashion industry, right? So I think there's a lot of stuff that I'm able to avoid and not have experience. So I enjoy that. But I think what surprised me most, brace yourselves for this. If you've been listening to this podcast and I ever reference my girlfriend, She hates horror movies, and she actually really loved this, and that was a big surprise to me. That's so surprising. Hi, Maddie. Beyond that, in all seriousness, when looking at this movie, I think of like, you know, what other movies are there about inanimate objects, right? Rubber, I think, is one that comes to mind. It's like a movie about a killer tire. The fuck? It's something that I expected to just be silly in one note the whole way through, but it actually did something different and got a little bit darker and got a little bit more serious and grounded grounded itself in a really important message. And I really wasn't expecting that. That's interesting. I know. I was trying to recall if I had ever seen um, a movie with inanimate objects. And I can only think of like dolls. That was like the only thing I 
that would come to mind. But um, that's interesting you say that, Chris, because although I was surprised that they took that turn um, in this origination of sort of the pants, um, I don't know if it, that part is what surprised me that they made that turn. And I don't know if I necessarily liked that. So I'm interested to see like how you break that down, because I feel like that might change my mind a little bit. I was hella surprised about the gore in this. <laughs> I was not expecting this to be as gory. And it was funny because I did see the trailer and I was like, oh, this is probably all the gore that's going to be in there. And it, there was a lot in the trailer. So I was expecting it to be less, but I was pleasantly surprised that there was a great amount of gore for this movie. I was honestly surprised by how in some small way I related to every single character in this movie on some level, um, which is very rare for me. I was like, okay, people I get. Um, but I was also kind of disappointed by a lot of the choices that were made, especially towards the end. I think in line with what Alexis was saying about how some of the parts were a little bit cringy, there were certain things that I felt like didn't really add a lot of value. You know, it was a, it was a mixed bag for me. I'm going to go back to a couple of things each of you have said. So one, the gore was very surprising. The amount of gore that was in this movie and how it was delivered was very surprising. The retail environment was very surprising because they were able to capture not necessarily the exact things that people might say, but the exact feeling of how people talk to each other in, in retail environments, like specifically yes. like from, from top down, Yeah, you know, there, every company has weird internal terms that they use that just make you feel like you're in some sort of cult at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and every, I'd say most retailers out there that I've experienced, uh, also have the like super crazy micromanagement going on. I was watching the movie and relating, uh, relating to it because I had a story from a, a former coworker who used to work at a baby supply store and literally the managers would watch them on the camera and like call them into the office because, Oh, you looked at your phone and he was like, Oh, someone was calling me and I silenced it. And they were like, you're not allowed to look at your phone. And that's what they were doing with their day was like watching the camera. And so I don't know. It just like felt really real to me. And that's what surprised me is that it's so over the top and the characters are so over the top. But it really felt felt real. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, there's, uh, I think a lot of them are caricatures of themselves, right? But there are certainly some lines that are quipped. I'm like, mm, yeah, I've had some mediocre people say some kind of shit like that to me before. Uh, like, um, I'm tasking you with this because I have the confidence that you can do this for me. I'm like, how condescending can you be? And I have met that person a million times in life. I didn't expect this movie to be scary, but I think the scariness of the movie is and how accurate that is, right? Not necessarily the words and the big theatrics behind the gestures. But what they're rooted in, like how cutthroat some people can be, how some people see performance and, and achievement as like stepping stones to just get where they want to be without the consideration of the health and safety of others or the ability for others to thrive in, in, in work environments. But uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised even then by the pants. Like I, I can't find the pants scary, but I think the kills <laughs> were pretty effective. Yeah, It didn't scare me, but I was down for it kind of relatable the kills were that's what was the frightening part is um yes. have you ever gotten in a pair of tight jeans um <laughs> it is a workout and don't put on lotion before you put on pants or leggings so that's the frightful part is that it is a very rooted in my everyday life that i'm like i could understand <laughs> the horror of trying to get pants on and then never coming off i don't know <laughs> They definitely did capture that experience really accurately in one of the scenes here. 
Um, but yeah, this movie, I don't think anybody was really afraid of. The scariest thing is just like the capitalism of it all. And then just like seeing what length someone will go to for a regional manager position, which when you think about it, it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, that's that's the scary part. Working in fashion retail. Like I've worked retail and I've, I've done a couple of different types of retail. Got to say, like small business retail is my favorite so far. But fashion retail has just scared the living crap out of me my entire career. It's just something I want to avoid <laughs> at any cost. And I mean, I, th- I think the real, like the scary part about a movie involving fashion retail is thinking about the human abuse that still goes into making our clothes in 2021. Mm-hmm. But Mac, last month was three seasons ago. Yeah. That kind of shit would just drive me wild. <laughs> I really, and that's something that, I don't know, I, I've, I've never even gotten like a really good vibe, like in walking into places, right? I've never gotten a good vibe that like people really enjoy being there. You know what I mean? It seems like everyone's just kind of suffering in solidarity. And I want to meet someone who really enjoys that because I feel like the working conditions just must not be great. I mean, it was kind of fun when you're in high school and you like don't care that much. It's fun to just like fold some jeans for half an hour while you talk shit about your coworkers with a friend. That's not what a retail is all about that's very much what retail is about okay (laughs) it's interesting because i feel like fashion retail is kind of isolated because it has a lot of younger people working it and most of the rest of retail has expanded now uh in in terms of age like pretty much when you go to a place to shop it's probably going to be someone any anyone from the ages of like 20 to 70 at this point yeah no that's totally fair so unrelated to retail in general while watching this, I kind of had the same conundrum. Have I seen other inanimate objects come to life and, uh, you know, terrorize people? And aside from dolls, the only other thing I could think of was Christine. Mm, okay. Um, you know, the Stephen King piece. But happily, this was nothing like Christine. This was nothing like Brahms. I, I don't know what it's like. And the entire time I'm watching it, I'm thinking like this is so weird because not only am I entertained, but I can't really relate it to anything else aside from being at work. Okay. You know what? I I was talking about inanimate objects and rubber was the one that came to mind. Also one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. There's a movie out there and I can't remember what it's called, but it's donuts, like radioactive donuts that come to life and have teeth. Oh God. They get delivered to someone's house and like, they're just, yeah, it goes wild. So this is not original in the sense of like things gaining sentience and coming to life, but I think it's done in a way that feels different and refreshing. And I'm totally happy with, with the direction that they went and abandoning the overt silliness that you can find in a lot of these. Did they abandon the overt silliness? Oh, it had some, but man, you watch Rubber and then you let you revisit <laughs> this comment and we'll, we'll discuss further. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the silliness <laughs> pertain to like the environment in my opinion, not like the actual jeans you know i mean there were a few funny things but i don't think it necessarily was all about the jeans it was about the characters it was about their environment it was about what was going on it was about this backstory it was a lot going on which you know i think for it to put all that together and be something enjoyable and not something that's like super cheesy i think it's pretty original yeah i feel like you guys are making some solid points but there is something so specific that this reminded me of, um, and I'm prepared to be the only one that knows this, but I'm sure some of our listeners will be aware. Um, but there's an anime called Kill la Kill, and it's basically, it's one of like the more sexy animes, and it's kind of notorious for that. But basically, this girl has like this outfit that is alive, and when she needs to fight, she puts on the outfit, and it like bites into her skin and draws her blood, and that's like where it gets its power from. So this like very specific thing reminded, was like, I was reminded of that a lot during this movie. Um, So I'm wondering if maybe there was some sort of reference there but ultimately this 
felt familiar but fresh. I have to wonder, does the character in the anime, do they enjoy the biting? Yeah, they're like honest. It's like a buddy comedy between her and the outfit because the outfit has like a lot of really funny mm. one-liners. What, what does it sound like? What's the voice? Well, I only watched the, the subtitled version, so he just sounded like a really like excited Japanese man. Oh, so it's a man suit. <laughs> yes, the outfit is definitely a man. Biting into a woman. Biting into an attractive young woman, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's like <laughs> watching teeth, except the vagina can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you know what? Not far off. Well, this has gone a direction, and this movie certainly went a direction with the way that it approached its ending. And I know there are some things that Alexis didn't like about it, but I'd, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. This movie, I think, ends on a way more serious and dismal note than I think it starts. Was that satisfying to you all? It it was for me, but at the same time, it was like dissatisfying the way it ends. But when I thought about it more, I was like, actually... It makes so much sense, and it kind of had to end that way to have you know the meaning that it was trying to carry the entire film. So in the end, I was happy with it. Although in the moment, I was just kind of I was kind of bummed. Yeah, you guys already know I wasn't a fan of the ending. I do like the way it ended. Ended. <laughs> I like the final scene. You know where I can't explain too much about it, but there's a conclusion, and it is what it is. And I'm like, all right, I'm here for that. I guess. <laughs> I felt like the the kind of reveal and exposition in this movie was a little bit drawn out. Um, but I appreciate that this movie had something that kind of grounded it to having a point. Otherwise, it might have just kind of been too light and frothy without any substance. So I wasn't the biggest fan of the execution, but I, overall, not mad. But did any of you stay for the post credit scene or even the <gasps> behind the scenes <sighs> footage in the credits? No. No. Okay, this is the kind of thing that you have to text us when we watch it. Okay, well, I think I was the last one to watch it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, well, I won't ruin it for you. Uh, but do check it out. And listeners out there, I know we're going to get to the rating this, mo- this movie in just a moment. But if you decide to watch this, make sure you stay because there's footage that is in your, uh, there's footage that's mixed into the credits. And there's also like an actual scene, a little clip at the end of the credits. So I think it was worth it. But let's see how this all translates into how we feel about this movie. Now, before we get there, Alexis. How many people died? We have 10 with an asterisk. Uh, oh, can't wait to explain that later. <laughs> but were any of them animals? No, there was no animals inside this retail store uh, at all. <laughs> well, with that out of the way, now let's get into the rating slacks. In 2021, newly released on Shutter. Was it a hack or a slash? I'll go first because I don't want anyone to sway my opinion about this movie. Although I didn't like the ending, I, you know, could die and be fine with not seeing killer pants in my life i do appreciate the artistic work that went behind it like i don't know this visual uh, this was visually very appealing for me and the idea and the concept is original to me so i have to give the people who worked on this credit so i'm gonna give this a slash that was a roller coaster was it (laughs) gotcha So I have already said a lot of things about this movie. I was pleasantly surprised that I related to almost every character in this. The main character was probably my least favorite, which tends to be the case for me. And I really like the way this captured the feeling of working in retail, specifically fashion retail, which is something I do have experience in. It managed to conjure a visual appeal that sort of balanced the line between like looking clean and like polished, but also dingy and miserable which I feel like is a really great allegory for working in retail. It's the fluorescence. Yeah. Fluorescent lighting is 
nobody's friend. But like, ultimately, this is a movie about killer pants, right? Let's not get let's not get carried away. Um, I felt like this movie, let's say, paired well with a rosé, and it straddled the seam of good and bad, but ultimately it was fun. So it's going to get a slash. Well, I'm going to join in now. Uh, I feel like it's my turn to give this a slash because this movie was fun, surprisingly fun. Like you read the synopsis, you may even watch the trailer. I didn't even watch the trailer. I just read the synopsis and you expect one thing out of it and then you get in and it's got it's got a cool vibe and i think that's what i enjoyed most about it is it's just it's got a nice vibe to it like you watch it it's fun it's entertaining parts of it are not what you would expect which is sometimes good and you know not always good but for the most part i enjoyed it and it was weird enjoying it because i was hoping that i wasn't going to it was like a movie about killer pants i'm gonna hate this i'm gonna hack it so hard and then i made it to the end and i was like wait a second that's a slash so yeah yeah i mean i think this is an easy movie to enjoy i think it's something that even when it swings and goes on a more serious note i don't think it's swinging out of its shoes by any means i feel like it makes sense how we get there i think it sets us up nicely for that in the beginning of the movie I had fun watching this. I was a little apprehensive because I was watching this on FaceTime with my girlfriend and usually she'll like unmute as I talk some mad trash about a movie. So I expected going into it that she would have just absolutely hated it. And if you can have a movie about killer pants and you can go for the tone that it goes for and you can have like all the jokes about working in a retail environment and still get someone who doesn't even like horror to watch it. I think that says a lot about the the quality of movie that it is. And for being a comedy, it had just the right blend of laughs for me, where some of the things were absurd. A lot of them were actually kind of tongue-in-cheek, and maybe you weren't supposed to laugh overtly at. So I enjoyed it, and it's a slash. And Brian's not with us tonight, but who knows? She may have given it a slash, because what she did say was, for what it's worth, this movie is exactly what Chopping Mall wasn't. In the best way. Mm. So we'll have to follow up on that later. But <laughs> for now, Slacks from 2021, available exclusively on Shudder, is a universal slash. You can find this movie streaming online. Check it out, then join us in the second half so we can all talk about it together. See you in a bit. We are a company of culture. We are a company of caring, integrity, and values. What do we do? We care about people, about the environment, about each other. At the company, we foster an ecosystem of togetherness, an environment where everyone is included. Everyone is the same, therefore we are different, but also the same. It's not about profit. It's not about the bottom line. It's all about what's important to you, and that is what's important to us. Make today the tomorrow we wanted yesterday at the company. Welcome back, folks. You are now entering the spoiler zone for Slacks, which is a universal slash. We have a lot to unzip here, but before we get into the specifics of our ratings, we have the matter of glory to get to. Alexis... What size is the gore in this movie? Large? Extra large? I don't know. what. Like a 12, a 16? Probably like a 10, depending on what we're sizing here. But on the basis of what we normally categorize our gore, uh, it's going to be high for sure, in my opinion. I, and I wasn't expecting this, and that was what surprised me so much about this movie, was how much gore was in it. 
And while there are 10 deaths, and I did put an asterisk on there, there's two scenes where there is a high, high thread count. <laughs> Can't really make out, you know, exactly the thread count, but it's high. Um, definitely comfortable, definitely stretchy, <laughs> but it was so surprising to me. And they did it so tastefully. Like it wasn't like overdone where it was cheesy. It was just like the perfect amount. Lots of blood, and I love the look of the blood in this movie, too. It's, like, kind of dark and rich. I loved all the kills, <laughs> but if I had to pick one in particular, and I'm going to go kind of offside um, a little bit to give you guys, you know, a little bit more kills to pick from and not go straight for the obvious, obvious one, is going to be Gemma's. One, um, girl, I know what it's like to get in some pants. <laughs> and then also, I was like, oh, wow, they fit right to her. I was like, I need a pair of those. And then to see her, like, struggling in the toilet and, like, you actually see what's going on. And it's just, like, tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And you're like, oh, crap. Usually, in normally case, you just get a bigger size. But unfortunately, <laughs> she can't get these off. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I love the after effect where her legs are, like, kind of crisscrossed. And then um, to go into that even more just the look of her body all contorted in the um cabinet that was that looking at that was pretty gruesome but pretty awesome oh yeah yes for sure i have a question about that kill yeah so she's on the toilet and then at the bottom like under the stall you just see all this blood and she like lied about being on her period was the kill also a period joke was that intentional i didn't pick it up as a period I, joke. yeah i definitely didn't yeah okay okay <laughs> just me then i might have i just missed it <laughs> to be fair though cramps do feel like you're being eaten alive from the inside so mm-hmm. i guess there's that <laughs> and then your pants do get a little bit tighter <laughs> there's another one that you think is the obvious kill lord okay i'm curious to see what everyone else says then. okay okay i'm gonna go craig because that for me was the pinnacle because first off he's a mediocre dude right he lives in this environment where it's basically like eating each other alive uh, just to like stay competitive and to ascend the retail ranks and whatnot. So to see him suffer at the bites of a ton of jeans was super satisfying down to the bone. You know what I mean? Just skeletal remains. It was so good. Yeah, he was satisfying. Um, but uh, the skeleton at the end was like a little over the top for me. That was like one of the only practical or special effects that I was kind of like, eh. um, but yeah, watching him die was definitely satisfying. Um, so I'm going to take the obvious kill. Uh, I'm with Alexis here. Lord's kill was my favorite, um, mostly because of how well the actor sold it. Um, his reaction to having really each limb bitten off by a pair of jeans, uh, was very believable. It was a perfect combination of like, ow, this hurts so much. And also what the actual fuck. Um, so his performance really sold that for me and he gets my favorite kill. Yeah. I love that one. So I just think there's a lot of good kills. Right. I think everyone has picked a good one. I'm going to go with Peyton because I found that satisfying for the pair of pants to finally get a kill in front of people mm. in, in the open and in a really bold way. It wasn't like a sneaky drag you off into the hallway. It was like, I'm literally going to wring your neck in front of a group of people on camera, on <laughs> camera. And I don't care whatsoever. Can I? Can I do a lamest kill though? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was for sure Hunter. Yeah. Because we didn't get to see anything. Um, I wish I saw that. I thought she was just trying to put the pants on. Yeah. Being constricted and just like randomly like, it's like she was like tiptoeing around the room and then all of a sudden just you hear her colliding with that thing and like you see the blood flowing down the wall and that's cool, but it was the least impressive out of any of them. It was definitely like a diet sugar free 
pretzel kill from Suspiria. Yeah. Like zero calories yeah. to get into those jeans. So I love the blood. Like visually, it was just like very, I think it's because the look of this store is so stark, like white and very geometric that there was such a contrast and I'm sure you guys can relate. Visually, that's what I loved about this movie. It was just like, I think the OCD came out in me that I was like, oh my gosh, everything in this store is perfect. Mm. The lines are perfect. Like the clothes are folded perfect. Like it, it was just very visually satisfying. I gotta say, Alexis, I, I agree generally. Um, but as somebody who has folded an entire wall of jeans, uh, that wall was far from perfect. <laughs> Real sloppy work there. Yeah. It, like if you didn't look too closely, everything looked really nice and graphic and bold. But if you looked at the details, it was sloppily done. And I would ask to do it again. <laughs> but that was also my favorite visual element. Just the way they captured like a store we've all been in, but doesn't actually exist for legal reasons. Oh, this definitely exists, right? Is this not Urban Outfitters or United <laughs> Colors of Bennington? No, not <laughs> Urban. I feel like this was more unique glow. Oh, this was Uniqlo all the way. I've never heard of this store. <laughs> they sell really good basics. Yeah. But it also had like H&M Zara vibes with like the culture. It felt like H&M meets Express meets Gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was every fast fashion brand there is in existence and probably some slow fashion brands too. <laughs> I think visually, my favorite part was the moments of darkness. Um, I feel like it was treated really well and we get some subtle lighting throughout. We also get some moments where they're not afraid for it to just be dark. And I think it actually worked out really well because we're in this really enclosed space and we're after hours and it should feel like nighttime because I feel like if there was so much light, this would this could be any time of day. If everything was really well lit, this could be a mall at 2 p.m. Mm. So I think it was it was really smart to make this indoor setting look like nighttime. And I, I liked it. Yeah, it had like dungeon energy. Well, you are trapped there trying to escape. One thing, one of the things that is surprising me most about this moment is that no one has had the jeans. Because for me, the jeans were it. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. The look of the jeans, I was a fan of. The jeans with the facial expression, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> the first time we get the hissing jeans and, like, the little crumpling mouth and, like, the pocket for eyes, <laughs> that was when I actually laughed out loud. I, I, I'm Again, I'm a sucker for Muppets, right? So that was a thing for me. That's totally right up your alley because I thought that was the cheesiest thing. I was like, is this a snake? Uh, is there a snake <laughs> in this pants? Exactly. Or what? Mm. <laughs> Give me some spicy jeans and I'm happy. It's totally fine. Did you did you also like the um, design of the logo? I did. I it, it reminded cool. me of that one S that everyone makes in... Uh, in middle school oh yeah with the six lines oh yes oh yes <laughs> it felt very adjacent to that i had major problems with that logo because it's literally ss which is which is not good oh yeah use. that is true well yeah. they're evil genes so that's right and they filled with blood every time you killed someone which is kind of weird evil in every thread i do have a question about the the genes um because i couldn't tell if it was like some good puppetry or if it was like cgi um, but it definitely reminded me of something very specific, and I'm hoping somebody here can help me remember what it is. But it's like this old claymation show from the 90s that had like this little green guy who like lived under a bed, and he had like really big eyes, and like occasionally like his tongue would get really long. Was that Gumby? No, it wasn't Gumby. <laughs> he was like short and like mostly eyes and a mouth. And he like lived under a bed with a couple other claymation things. Wait, I got it. It's bump in the night. Oh my god, that's exactly right. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay, I described that green thing perfectly. If I'm, if I do say so myself, you did. Oh, you can watch it for free on Tubi right now. <laughs> watch it and tell me the animation style wasn't the same thing they used for those jeans. That's a compliment, honestly, because bump in the night was great. I remember watching that all the time. Yeah, and the jeans looked believably alive. 
the work that went into those jeans gives them so much personality, and I absolutely love that. Some of the best scenes in this movie center around the jeans emoting, right? For me, my favorite was when you have the jeans and it has like the mannequin, right? So it's now wearing a shirt. It has a bindi on its forehead <laughs> and they're interacting with it at the secure with a security camera. Start playing the music and the things dancing, right? Once they start talking to it, it's like shuffling slowly towards the camera. For some reason, that shit cracked me up. I absolutely loved it. Oh, that was so cringy. Wait, I also laughed very hard. <laughs> it was funny because it was like the juxtaposition of them having this like really intimate, like important, serious moment with a mannequin that was giving no emotion whatsoever, but we were supposed to be getting emotion from it. I thought it was really funny, too. Yeah, and then like just walking around with a, a bloody stump of a hand <laughs> yeah. written writing in the blood of its victims. As soon as that mannequin torso got added. That whole interaction, I think, was probably the moment where I was like, this is a slash. This right here. Mm-hmm. The mannequin holding the, the stumpy hand, drawing on the wall, <laughs> writing its story. I was like, this is obviously a slash. This, ha- this has made it for me. I think my favorite scene, though, is also a dancing scene, but it's the jeans just dancing. The first time we get the Bollywood music and the jeans are like, oh, oh, I like this. And they, and they start dancing. That like that made my fiance just crack up. And we were like, this is amazing. I, I also love that that's just the moment we realized that she actually did like that song. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, Mac. That was actually my worst part. Um, so we can knock that off right away. As soon as it happened, I was like, okay, this is where it's going too far in the cheesy direction. And they've lost me for the next two minutes because that scene went on forever. But my favorite scene was actually when Libby first gets to the store and she kind of bounces around between like seven different employees who don't feel like helping her because they have shit to do. And but like nobody wants to be the one to like help out the new hire. And she's like so eager and like wide eyed. And they're like, can somebody else take this bitch away from me? I'm like busy doing literally nothing of importance. Um, But that was a really funny interaction seeing her introduced to the entire employee staff there. Meanwhile, that repair is he'd take her under his wing and show her the ways. Honestly, I really would. I've seen you do it. (laughs) I like to get in on the ground floor and lay a solid foundation for a quality worker. Although I was, you know, talking shit about the ending. I like the complete ending. Um, Surprisingly, usually when it just, I don't know, I'm I'm a sucker for like a Disney ending where, you know, everyone, you know, wins. The girl gets the guy, you know, you found your glass slipper, like all that sort of cheesy stuff. When we get to the end, the moment where the jeans and Libby are having like a very intimate moment. And I was like, is this supposed to like, please, like it's to me, it's still jeans. I'm just like, what? I get the backstory, but the, the backstory to me was just a little bit, that was the cringy part i just loved how they there was just like the rawness of these these jeans being like nope fuck this or we're gonna attack and i i mean i wasn't expecting that and i really love that and i you just see this like massacre and you see all this blood everywhere and it was just not the ending i was expecting i was expecting it to be like oh yeah you're right mm-hmm. we'll forgive you um no <laughs> actually because that's not really what happens uh and we're slaughtering people <laughs> yes no the killer jeans definitely go for the jugular yeah they yeah. go for the jugular <laughs> with the zipper i'm sorry have you ever seen a pair of wranglers back down no they're all in it <laughs> <laughs> raw denim is hot right now i know i love that you bring that up alexis because i think the the cool thing about that is just the juxtaposition, right? Because yes, it is still jeans, but also there's a human behind those jeans, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And I absolutely love the jeans as a character. You get Kidat's backstory and you find out that she's this young girl who suffered a tragic fate 
just in the beginning, right? We saw where this came from. We saw the cotton that these this denim was made from. And I think that's what made it a slash for me. The fact that it's still on a surface, like a light, fun comedy. But at the end of it, you have, you know, commentary on child labor, corporate greed, mm-hmm. bullshit influencers, and uh, even things that like, having to tackle diversity and inclusion in a retail space and just the dumb shit that people say, will say to you, right? Or the way that people approach you about things. But even a little bit of feminism, right? Like just the whole package for me uh, comes together in the threads of those jeans. Absolutely loved it. The ending for me initially, I was I was bummed by it, Alexis, because I'm like, we, we get to the end and she falls and hits her head and it seemed it seemed so light when it happened when she was getting trampled that yes. I was like, "There's so much blood," but you know, it, it happened. Whatever, I'm fine with it. And then you start thinking about the fact that like she was now like just given vision to see what's the reality behind this thing she was idolizing this this brand. And then she's like, "I'm I'm going to be able to stop this somehow." Of course not. Like it's global. And so when the, she's trampled by the masses, it's just, it's, it's deep. It's not like that deep. You know what I mean? It's not philosophy like 404 or something or however college course numbers work. Um, <laughs> it's definitely like in the 102 kind of category, but it, it's, it plays to the reality in, in that we like seemingly can't do much about it because it's so big. It's so massive and we're, we're mostly all aware of it. Like there was, I I forget which show it was on, but there was a really good expose on on fashion brands and how much waste there is and how much they're like destroying the world. Yeah, definitely. Textile pollution is terrible. Oh, it's it's horrible. The pollution, the fact that people think that you can just like donate your clothes and then you're doing service to the environment. In reality, they're just getting thrown out anyway. So, in some cases, but I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy that we get to this point and you're like, ah, oh, she didn't make it. That's so sad, but she was working so hard or whatever. But you're like, yeah, that's the point is that we, you could, you could find out what's really happening and then think that like your individual voice could do something, but the masses will just like swallow you right up. Welcome to your dream job. You will die alongside your hopes and dreams. <laughs> you thought really deep into that. I was going to say, it just reminds me of, uh, like, uh, what is that? Friday after Black Thanksgiving, Friday. Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> but Mac, yeah, I, I agree with you, Alexis. I am glad that your distaste for the ending was based in such significance and depth. Um, because for me, I just wanted Libby to get like trampled harder. Um, she was really just kind of pushed. And like you said, there was a lot of blood for how light that little head smack seemed. I wanted like a full Black Friday, like trampling that kind of matched the level of gore that we got throughout the movie. I felt like it was a pretty underwhelming death for her, but I gotta say, she was not my favorite character, um, so I wasn't mad to see her go. She was not mine either. She was so annoying. Yeah, she was kind of the annoying one, right? She's like a wannabe final girl, but you're not. <laughs> I didn't mind her at all. The jeans are the final girl. <laughs> yeah. Gemma was obviously one of my favorite characters, probably the one I related to the most. Just seeing her walk around like as just like a hot, dumb bitch with limp wrists. I was like, very that. Um, and then when she said, it's a small price to pay for an awesome ass, I was like, there you go, girl. You you get your best life. And that's when I knew she was going to die first. See, I was a fan of Shruti. That was my favorite character of the whole film. And it was unfortunate that the jerk-off Craig had to, like, stab her right at the end. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? And it was quick, too. Like, she went out, like... I know. Yeah. Boom. Quick stabbing on the floor. Duh. Game over. That was sad. I, I... Maybe because I haven't been so involved in retail that i can't pick up on you know the typical i don't i don't want to say tropes but possibly tropes um of certain characters but um i don't know like to me they were just surface level characters that 
were deep enough for the movie, but no one like I really liked in this movie. No one I was rooting for. I mean, I was rooting for the jeans, honestly. <laughs> As you should be. I know. Who wasn't? <laughs> because the backstory did its job. Yeah, it did, I guess. It, it did something. Uh, <laughs> but I was rooting for the jeans, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, but honestly, like, it was cool. All of them were like shitty in my Like, I know they were supposed to be. Like the store manager was like the worst. And at one point, you know, with his arc for his character, I was like, oh, he's turning around. And then he ends up even shittier than he was before. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Coming at you with classic lines like, do you want everyone else to be afraid? That's not really showing team spirit. Gaslighting your employees. Mm. But I also loved, I highly advise against that course of action. Like instead of telling someone no. Yeah. Yeah. Just avoiding it at all costs. That's the way the CCC has always done it. And we will not deviate at this crucial juncture. (laughs) All the little lines like that were so satisfying because it felt very, very retail. Yeah. It felt like, oh, someone has heard this before. Like the whole ecosystem thing hurt my brain to hear because it felt so real. (laughs) Because it is real. Oh, yeah. And Alexis, you were absolutely right to use the word tropes because these are all people that I have worked with, which is why in some way I could relate to them. Um, And yeah, they're not the most likable, but they are real humans. Honestly, I was actually a little disappointed that Hunter died as quickly as she did because I felt like she had like aspiring manager vibes and I felt like she was one of the more competent and at least like driven or like focused of the team so to see her go in such an underwhelming way i was like oh hunter but also she was like having sex with that teenage boy yeah aside from the sexual relationship with her co-worker yeah. on top of being okay and just feigning ignorance to uh, employee theft <laughs> besides those two things she's great yeah. <laughs> I, i'm with you paris everybody that was on screen reminded me of someone that i've worked with even even the guy who's like folding he's one of the new hires i think as well and he's like folding something and Craig walks up to him and says, you know, whatever he says, and the guy just like completely responds incorrectly. And like, even that guy reminded me of of people I've worked with in the past. And it's just, it's so on point. It's obviously absurd. It's taken to the maximum. But honestly, that's kind of retail sometimes. Like sometimes people are to the max. Yeah, to the max, just like an overuse of radio. Right. When you're right next to each other. Oh, that was very well done in this movie. Oh, that that was so, I was like, I've seen people do that. (laughs) I think the best part for realism was probably uh, Peyton's crew that was with her just like absolutely not caring about what was going on their faces for sure yeah who is she supposed to be she's just an influencer vlogger like an amalgamation of different influencers Mm -hmm. the worst part of this movie for me comes in two places it's every time someone is like gonna be a, a vlogger or someone's doing some kind of like web series they always have the shittiest looking handy cam right it's always a video camcorder not even like a dslr not anything that anyone would actually take seriously it's always that one shitty thing and it drives me nuts but then on top of that i'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel because i do i did like so much of this movie the only thing that i would think i was like a little meh about was the literal hypnosis of people to putting the pants on not the fact that they were hypnotized but the green glowing in the eyes got a little weird okay I feel that. I mean, I already said that my my worst part was the dance sequence. A close runner-up is the two separate flashbacks we get to things that happened maybe 15 minutes ago. Uh, at this point, we've seen it so many times that it's a new pet peeve I didn't know I had. But literally just like Libby piecing things together in her brain that like did not need to be reviewed in order for the audience to understand that what was happening um that felt a little awful very james wan yeah Yeah. uh i don't think james wan is that of like oh really oh 
Oh, for sure. But he'll do it like at the end of a movie as like a long, long form recap that leads up to 15 minutes before. This was just 15 minutes before. I was going to say, and also his movies are a little bit more intricate. So sometimes I do need the flashback to remind me of what I'm watching. I think if you have to go for a flashback, you haven't told your story well. (laughs) Well, I don't know. They told the story very well and didn't need the flashbacks in this. And that was one of the worst parts for me. So I was watching this in the car. So I'm like, maybe it's the internet lagging. Um, So I was like, paused it. And then I went back and I honestly had watched the flashback, I think, like three times. Oh, no. I don't have much to pick on here for a worst part. So I'm just going to go back to the fact that they chose the SS logo on the jeans. That that was a pet peeve. I feel like they could have done like a little bit more research to maybe come up with something slightly better. Maybe it was on purpose. I don't know. Wait, are we sure it's SS and not WW? No, it was definitely SS for because it was like super size, right? Or super right? slimming or something oh, slim. Okay, yeah. And honestly, that's probably my second worst part. Canadian cotton sounds like a store that I would be interested in shopping in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds fresh. Let me go in there. <laughs> they got you. They got me just with the name. You know, it actually brings me to a point. So again, this is like a Canadian horror movie i don't think i've ever seen a canadian horror product that i disliked because black christmas was made in canada my bloody valentine is also a canadian horror film there's this there's slasher on netflix is made in canada i'm a big fan all around i think you know i mean they made degrassi (laughs) so all that to say i'd absolutely watch this again how about you folks i think i would it'd be some time but like i totally would and have to be like in a few years and like want to see something silly but good i mentioned before (laughs) this movie goes well with rose um but i feel like just drinking in general is a great accompaniment for this movie so if you have friends and you guys want to watch something that is fun stupid and a little bit good uh crack open a cold one and put this on best part of the movie was the runtime for me this is such a quick watch yes and i know people online have complained i've heard some reviews with like oh it should have been another 15 to 20 minutes i'm like no it was the perfect length of time and it lends itself i i think to the the rewatch value because if you wanted to rewatch this it's like an episode of a tv show plus a couple minutes and so i i think it's got some some good rewatch value oh for sure you know what increases that rewatch value? The scene we missed at the credits. Learning more about it in fact or fiction. Well, let's see if we can add a little bit of value. This is some value-added tax for you. Um, number one, the jeans used in slacks were custom-made for the movie because the filmmakers wanted certain features like their scary pocket eyes. Fact. Okay, so this is actually tough because I have a catalog in my brain of what the butts of different brands of jeans look like. So I feel like, honestly, these were a pair of maybe American Eagle or Aeropostel jeans that were very slightly modified so i guess fact because that would make them custom this one is a fiction so the jeans were part of an existing line from a company called naked and famous which is an ethical clothing company out of montreal and they literally like had to buy them you know off the peg but they worked with the company because they wanted to find the right jeans that had the look that they were going for but they didn't have like to customize them they just like pick the one that looked the best okay but wait mac they had the logo on them well you know when we're talking about like custom made that means like Uh someone took some denim and like made some jeans for you not sewed a little logo on (laughs) number two the director elza kephart has recently announced slacks is the first in a line of fashion-based horror film down for it um i'm hoping this is a fact i want this to be true too but i'm afraid it's not i'm gonna say fiction 
Socks from the makers of slacks. <laughs> I'm ready for that. This one's a fiction. Boo. I know. Kephart stated this is a one and done, but she did also mention working on a film about a tree that seeks revenge. So no, that could be cool. This is not Pocahontas. <laughs> Grandma Willow back in the habit. <laughs> Look, I paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I don't want to step out of my cultural zone and into yours. <laughs> Number three. Although the red thread that fills up in the jeans logo was done in post, the rest of the movement of the murderous pantalones was done by puppeteers. Okay, sometimes it looked like it was puppeteers, but then sometimes obviously CGI. I don't know. I'm going to say because I'm on a roll, I'm just going to say fact. <laughs> I'm going to say fact too because it reminded me of other animation styles that were done without CGI. Yeah, this is a fact, which is pretty cool. Nice. We'll dive a little bit more in with our last two fact or fiction questions, pieces of trivia, I don't know, challenges. So let's go to number four. The puppet of the pants was rigged with a flexible skeleton that could be easily repositioned to create different poses. But the props team made 12 puppets over the course of the movie due to the flexible wire breaking due to overuse. That has to be a fact. I mean, those pants (laughs) were swerving a lot. So I I believe this is a fact. Yeah, this feels factual. That sounds like something plausible that would have happened during the production. This one's a fiction, and I have a quote for you. We had to create 45 pairs of pants for each different expression that the pants have, and we had backups. Getting the pants right was one of the hardest elements, giving them a personality, almost turning them into an animal. Wow, that's really interesting. Also, I deserve to slash. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to revisit the animal report is what you're saying. (laughs) Possibly. And that brings us to number five. The slithering motion of the pants was done by only one to two puppeteers, but was effective because of the framing and size of the sets used in the film. Fiction. I'm going to say fiction. I feel like it was probably like 12 puppeteers. (laughs) Everyone had a hand in the pants. Hands in the pants. This one was a fact. So they were able to pull this this really cool look off with just a couple puppeteers. Um, But if you notice, when you go to rewatch it, they did use some really smart choices with their camera work when they show the pants slithering away. Yeah, and it gives you that feeling that you just can't recreate in CGI. That's right, because CGI is almost always bad, except for when you're watching Marvel movies, because I'm a huge Marvel movies fan. So you're saying when it stood up too? Do you know? Like when Puppeteers. It was... I mean, I'm just going based off... It just looked fake. Yeah, when it was dancing around. I know. So I've, I've, I'm using quotes from the director. There's not a ton of information out there yet. So if I'm wrong, please, you know, at me or at us. I'm telling you, watch the credits. Oh, okay. They show how they got the jeans to dance and it's amazing. Oh my God. We're going to do it. Well, that was fact or fiction. There you have it, folks. Slacks, the innovative jeans with the universal fit has earned a universal slash and we've had a lot to talk about here but that doesn't end here by any means this is a hot new movie a lot of folks are watching so we want to hear your take did you dig it did you dig the deeper themes or were you a little tired of seeing the pants dance around now keep in mind there are a number of ways you can reach out to us starting with our website hackerslash.com and on our social media accounts on facebook instagram and twitter and if you have a complaint about the sizing of jeans, you can reach out to us at our Hackerslash hotline. You can leave us a voicemail at 757-606-0128 or visit hackerslash.com slash contact to send us an audio message. Or if you've got YKK on your zipper, you can send us an email to feedback at hackerslash.com. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, consider becoming one of our patrons. You can visit patreon.com slash hacker slash to earn cool perks for as low as $1 a month. But while you're there, check out our newest tier, and maybe you can nominate a film for us to review that the rest of our patrons can vote on. We'll see you next time, folks. And remember, employee theft hurts us all. Bye. Bye.